Pizza, pizza, pizza time. The official pizza of the Shock Fantasy Podcast is 7th Avenue Pizza. This is soda-style thin crust at its absolute best. It's not that crappy thin crust. It's solid crust integrity here. Not too thick, not too thin. The sauce was derived from an ancient recipe passed down from the Norse gods. And the cheese, oh, 100% primo cheese on these pies. You can pick your toppings as well. There's your conventional pepperoni or sausage, but there's also five cheese, Mexican, meatball, and pepperoni. Even a bacon cheeseburger za for you. My favorite, though, is the Lucky 7. Italian sausage, pepperoni, beef, Canadian bacon, and three types of cheese. Dang it, my mouth is watering just talking about it. I might need to go fire up the oven and make myself one before the podcast. Find your 7th Avenue pizzas at High V Cub Foods, Lunds and Byerly's, and Holiday Station stores. And go follow them on Twitter at 7th Avenue Pizza. Let them know Shock Fantasy steered you toward their amazing za. Ahoy, Shock Fantasy fans. This is Matt Harrison. And before the show begins, I have three jobs for you. First, please take a look at your phone and hit the subscribe button on the Shock Fantasy podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Second, wherever you're listening, give me a rating and a review for the show. If you include your Twitter handle in the review, we might send you something fun in the mail. We do that periodically. And third, if you haven't yet subscribed to the season pass of Shock Fantasy, you should. You get 365 days of the Shock Fantasy Super Dash, which gives you stats and info to set all of your weekly lineups, including DFS lineups. The redraft and dynasty trade value charts, so you never get taken to the cleaners in a trade. Our waiver wire content each week. The Super Bowl, Thanksgiving, and NFL Draft prop bet games so you can make friendly wagers with your family and friends at the most important football gatherings and preseason cheat sheets for basically every kind of fantasy football imaginable. You'd be getting those for next year. Now all of that curated color coded data comes to you for only $40 for a full year. That's 76.9 cents per week. But if you act now and use the promo code AirBear. You get the whole year for only 25 bucks. That's promo code AIRBEAR, A-I-R-B-E-A-R, for those of you who are brave spellers. Enter that at checkout and we'll knock off $15. Thanks for listening. On to the show. Now, first off, how would we describe shock? <laughs> Welcome to the fantasy. <laughs> nice. Nice. Man, you are one pathetic loser. Ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. Hey everybody, welcome to the Shock Fantasy Podcast. It is Wednesday night. It's time to preview the Horse Bowl. The Thursday night game between the Indianapolis Colts who travel to Denver to take on the Broncos. It's young horses versus old wild horses fun. This isn't a game that has a lot of starters in it, mostly because Jonathan Taylor has been ruled out already this week. Javante Williams, he obviously had the ACL and he was ruled out earlier. It it's it's looking bad for everybody involved right now and 
I'm a little nervous about playing any of the guys in this game right now, but we're going to go through everybody piece by piece, and we're going to see what we can uh, deduce to get a few guys in your lineup here and there. Let's start on the Denver side because I think that that's a little clearer here. Uh, Russell Wilson, he gets the C grade. I'm not even going to give him a plus or minus here. He's just been a C-level quarterback, and they're like 5,000 feet above sea level in Denver. Yes, that was an elevation joke. I hope you all enjoyed that. Uh, averaging 245 and a score a year, that's like the epitome of you know non-exciting quarterback numbers right there. That's like what you draft Davis Mills to hopefully be his bad games, I guess. It's pretty gross. Uh, so Russell Wilson's just to see. The matchup's not particularly good. I guess the best part about it is the Colts have only picked off one ball on the season, so they're not a big ball-hawking group there. So uh, high percentage, low-distance throws is probably what we're looking at for Russell Wilson here. His favorite receiver has been Cortland Sutton so far, averaging almost nine targets per game. Uh, six receptions and 86 yards. Sorry, I didn't hit the nine times button. I don't have it plugged in today. Sorry. Oh, sad. Uh, Sutton probably gets the B minus here. Jerry Judy down to the C minus. He's only averaging two and three quarter catches per game. That's just not enough in my book to be really relevant here. And the Colts have actually been very good against wide receivers. They've allowed the fewest yards against the wide receiver position, the third fewest receptions and only three receiving touchdowns allowed to the wide receiver position on the year. So I'm even going to downgrade Jerry Judy, Yerry Udy. He's, he's on the bench now, Cortland Sutton. Yeah. I'm going to downgrade him a little bit too. I'm going to give him a B. I don't think that that's a good, uh, good matchup here. All of the tight ends are on the bench. A lot of people like Albert O. He's just not getting enough targets at about three a game. Eric Saubert, Andrew Beck, Eric Tomlinson. They're all involved in the tight end game. That's nasty. That's garbage. Uh, It's kind of weird because the the Colts are actually one of the easier teams against the tight end position. They've already given up four touchdowns to the position this year. But I can't trust any one of those to be the guy catching the ball in the end zone on this one. And then finally, on the running back position, Melvin Gordon, I, I guess I'm going to give him a C-plus grade in this one. Indy's a middle-of-the-pack defense. Uh, they're allowing 118.5 combo yards per game to the, rush, to the running back position, and they allow about 30 touches per game to the running back position. The 30 touches per game is actually the fifth most in the league. So a lot of people are trying to run on Indy, I don't know if Melvin Gordon gets the full workload here. We're probably going to see a good mix of Mike Boone involved as well. He's not startable in this matchup quite yet, but uh, Melvin Gordon's probably getting in the neighborhood of 15 to 20 touches in this one. And if he can get 15 to 20 touches, he can probably put forth a decent day on the ground somewhere in the neighborhood of 70 yards and probably has the best chance to score for the Broncos. So, Melvin Gordon, startable. Uh, What did I say? B-grade? B-grade sounds good. Uh, But uh, Mike Boone is on the bench. Over on the other side, it's pretty nasty right now. 
Uh, you're not going to start Matt Ryan in this one as the Denver defense has been awesome against the pass. Only 192 yards per game to the quarterback position. That's fifth fewest in the league. They haven't allowed a rushing touchdown, not that Matt Ryan's noted for that. They've only allowed three passing touchdowns on the year. That's second best in the league. It's just not looking good for Matt Ryan, and frankly, it's not looking very good for the wide receivers because on the wide receiver end, the Colts have allowed the fewest receiving touchdowns to the wide receiver position at one and the second fewest yards to the wide receiver position at 118 per game. So coming off of being dinged up and a few injuries, I'm only going to give Michael Pittman a C-plus here. Everybody else from the wide receiver position is on the bench. Uh, the tight end position, a lot of people chasing Mo Cox. He's currently ranked as the 10th best tight end in the league after getting two touchdowns last week, but... It's. I explained it yesterday on the podcast. Mo Ali Cox is involved. Jelani Woods is involved. Kylan Granson is involved. They're all getting between two and three and a half targets per game. They're all getting between one and a half and two and three quarters receptions per game. They're all getting between 23 and 32 yards per game. This Mo Alley Cox getting two touchdowns isn't a separator because Jelani Woods had a two touchdown game earlier. It's just a crapshoot with these tight ends, and you don't want to start any of them in any given week because it could be the other guy's turn as soon as we turn around. That leads leaves us to the running back position, and the running back position is going to be a little funky. Naheem Hines gets obviously the start and probably the bulk of the work in this game. Deion Jackson is the other wide or er, sorry, running back that's next in the depth chart. And Philip Lindsay is on roster. Ooh, it's a Philip Lindsay revenge game. How about that? Uh, Hines is probably going to get more of the work though. In this one, I would guess he's probably looking at about eight to 10 carries, and he he normally averages about five targets per game. That might go up a little bit here, maybe to the six, seven target range. So you're probably looking at, you know, a decent amount of yardage in this game. Uh, Denver against the running back, uh, not particularly a great uh, team to go against. Uh, They have allowed middle-of-the-pack combo yards at about 122 per game. Uh, receptions, they're not allowing very many to the running back at only three and three quarters per game right now. That's the 26th fewest allowed so far. So uh, Hines, I'll give a desperation D-plus grade to in this one if you absolutely need a guy. But you don't usually make those desperate Hail Mary throws on a Thursday night. So I think most of you are probably leaving Naheem Hines and the rest of the Colts running game on the bench. Again, Pittman's probably the only starter and I only give him a C plus in this one. Like I said, this isn't looking like a very good game. Actually, both of these defenses have performed a little bit better than maybe expected. And both of these offenses have very much sputtered coming out of the gate. So I, I think that this might be a very low scoring one here. Wouldn't surprise me if the final score is something like 16-13 in this one. It's going to be a barn burner on Thursday night. 
Uh, I'm not very excited about this one particularly. I might not even watch it. I might, I might, you know, go to my son's soccer game because it's senior night for him tomorrow night, and that sounds like a lot more fun. All right, thank you guys for listening to the Shock Fantasy Podcast. We will be back again next week. Uh, again, the Super Dash will be up uh, on Wednesday night, along with all the things that you really want to do. And, oh, we started a DFS league over at Shock Fantasy. Check the Shock Fantasy Twitter handle if you want to play in the Shock Fantasy DFS league that starts in week six. Ooh, that might be fun. Play with me in the DFS league. All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye.